0: This is the time where, you know, if you're going to make it, then you have to, you know, be that person that, uh, that charges in. And...
1: Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of their local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good morning, and thank you very much for reaching out and uh, tuning in again to Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. I'm your host Jennifer Healy, and today we have an in Rondell County Realtor with us, Jim Shear, uh, with Keller Williams. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for offering to uh, for allowing me to interview you for the podcast. Sure thing. Absolutely. Thanks so, for having what, me. Yes, uh, m- my pleasure. Uh, So tell the listeners who may not know about you a little bit about you and how you got into the business.
0: So uh, I have, um, I guess, a fun little nugget about me. I've never worked for anybody um, as an adult. Um, When I was in college, I was managing a little video store. And uh, when I finished up college, I had an opportunity to buy the video store. So I did that and uh, ended up with a couple locations and uh, enjoyed, got the entrepreneurial bug and uh, did that for several years and then uh, decided to uh, get out of managing people. And, and uh, I thought real estate and the um, one of my best friends and mentors, I actually bought the video store from. Um, we've worked together. I'm 49 now uh, and we've worked together since I was 16 years old. So we've had quite a bond.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, she was a top real estate agent um, at the time. And so she took me under her Wing when I decided to transition out of the uh, video store business, and uh, I was the rookie of the year in 2002. So this will be 21 years now in the business, and uh, it's it's, uh, it's been a it's been an adventure.
1: That is fabulous. Uh, that's so, fabulous.
0: and then uh, I guess I should I should continue. Um, for the last 10 years, I have uh, I've built a team uh, that uh, for the last uh, three or four years has been uh, the top team in Anne Arundel County. Uh, in terms of production, um, so pretty proud of that, and uh, we've since expanded to uh, the Gulf Coast of Florida. We have an office in uh, Venice, Florida, which is about uh, an hour south of Tampa, on the on the uh, Gulf of Mexico in Florida. So
1: that is wonderful. Now, what made you um, create a team down there?
0: Well, um, I don't like the cold anymore, yeah. and <laughs> uh, so I have a 15 year old. Uh, who, or 16-year-old now, I'm sorry, who's a sophomore in high school. So uh, when he graduates, um, my my goal is to relocate. Nice. So, uh, so, uh, but obviously, you know, I've worked really hard and, and my team, everybody's worked really hard to get where we are here. So uh, uh, my hope was to get started down there. This will be our, we're just wrapping up our third year down there. It's gone really okay. well. We've about doubled every year we've been down there um, and, uh, three agents. And so the goal will be, um, uh, in a few years to kind of reverse my time. So right now, I'm 20 days in Maryland, 10 days or so in Florida, and I'd like to reverse that in a few years. So that's okay. the goal.
1: Now, um, a question, are you still, um, a producing realtor or are you yes. managing the teams?
0: I, uh, I am producing.
1: So. Oh, okay. Now, do you see that stopping as as you convert down to Florida and more managing
0: team? You know, that's a very interesting, especially, uh, I'm sure we're gonna delve into it a little bit, um, but the the uh, evolving odd market that we're in right now, uh, I the analogy I use all the time, I mean, at three or four times a day, so you have to decide in this real estate market as an agent, as a lender, are you the type of person that when the building's on fire do you run into the building or do you run away from the building and uh i don't know if you know this but 92% of agents who get their license don't renew it so so what i i frame it as you know are you an 8%er or a 92%er I mean,
1: and it's okay
0: cuz uh, lots, lots of people yeah yeah lots of people you know probably rightly so cuz they're the normal people you know they run away from the building mm-hmm. but you know this is the time where, you know, if you're going to make it, then you have to, you know, be that yep. person that, uh, that charges in. And, um, you know, being doing this for 20 years, this is the third time that I've been through, you know, something like this. And, uh, you know, what, if you can survive all the things that you do that, that, uh, that get you, uh, to succeed work tenfold in a couple of years. Yes. And then the business seems really easy. Yeah. So, um, and then, um, this is an interesting statistic, um, that, um, uh, Gary Keller has a book called The Shift uh, that's that's basically like how to survive this. And one of the interesting nuggets is a 10% drop in business will result in 30% of the agents uh, given wow. getting out of the business. And uh, so, you know, we're 25, 30% in, in Anne Arundel County right now. So, you know, if if that were to, to knock 50% of the agents out of the industry, you know, that would certainly create more opportunities. This is something else that, you um, uh, uh, I think it kind of puts the market in perspective. Um NAR said the other day that through September 85% of agents in the entire country had not sold four houses. Yes. So, so I was telling I was telling my agents yesterday. So so just to put that in perspective, if you've sold four houses this year, you are in the top 15% of realtors in the entire country.
1: Yes. It's, a kind it's of a amazing staggering number. how many people don't know those statistics um, that yeah. I find um, I, on this podcast. I'm, I'm interviewing only the top 5% of agents in mm-hmm. in our state. Um sure. But knowing that what that top 5%, how that number equates out to how much production. And then people are like, oh, I don't have enough production for you to talk to me. I'm like, you do, you're in the top 5%. Yeah. Here, here's how the number breaks down, you know, by what NAR is telling us. Um, So I'm right there with you and my business coach is teaching me these, uh, showing me these statistics too and showing me where to gain this information from. I love it that you know that. Um, Why do you think, if I may ask, that sometimes that agents are in that, where they haven't sold more than four houses in that statistic that you gave. do you think is that they don't know what to do? Do you think that they're afraid of what to do? And and again, no, no judgment here for anybody that's listening or watching to us. I'm just wondering what your perspective makes, since you have a team, if you've seen right. why.
0: Well, um this is a vulnerable moment for me and and uh and it's an indictment of I would say the vast majority of team leaders out there right now. Um and I'll just say it. I think uh the there are a handful like I'm sure when you talk to teams, there are, are teams that are sort of uh, uh, cold callers, you know, that um, are more um, dialers and, and you know, expireds, fizbos, that sort of thing. Uh, and our business, uh, we've always been SOI. Uh, and, you know, but I always make a point. It's a, it's a big distinction. Uh, if you are dialing, you're a hunter. So, you know, you can you can. Kill, you know, you can eat immediately, but you know, in the situation we're in right now, there's not nearly as many things to kill. So um, the benefit of that is, you know, if you if if traditionally to 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 make your goal, if you needed to call 300 people a week, and you're finding that you're that you're stuck right now, you know, you can turn the lever up a little bit, and you can say, okay, well now I'm going to call 500 people. So the way we have um, created our business. I say we're farmers, you know, that's the analogy I use. So it takes a lot longer, but it's much stickier, you know, and it's repeatable. So year after year, you know, you don't have to start from scratch every day, you know, your business builds, but you have to be patient and you have to allow it to grow. And then, you know, just like any farmer, you know, there's times where you have a bad harvest and we're in a bad harvest right now. So, you know, you have to put things in place to survive it. And But the indictment, I think, is that all of us, most most top producers, most rainmakers, we are all sphere of influence people. Mm -hmm. And so, and what we became, we became masters of low-hanging fruit. And what we did is we taught our people to be pretty good at low-hanging fruit. Yes. Well, now that there's no low-hanging fruit, we've gotten to be pretty good at what's left. And we haven't done a great job of teaching our folks, you know. How to survive and how to how to find that that harder that harder fruit and and it really makes sense. I mean, if you think about like 2021, we had six and a half million sales in the country and we're on pace for four million this year. and if you think about how many realtors struggled in 2021, that the average realtor in the country if you if you do straight numbers, if you just say this many houses sold and this many people are licensed realtors in the country, uh, it was you know it's it's under four. Mm. So uh so um uh, when that number changes, when that grows a little bit, it shifts the dynamic. Um, but we weren't we didn't really prepare our folks for that. And and now um, you know, that's what we all have to do. And and our and a lot of people are it's just it's hard. And and one of the things that um I think the biggest mistake that people make when they get into this business, they leave a job and they think they're going to a job, and they don't realize that they just started a business. Yes. And they they expect somebody else to tell them and and the structure or lack thereof of this job. You have to be really self motivated. My uh, business partner and I, it's funny we we joke all the time, but to this day, every single day when I get in the shower in the morning, I say, okay, I'm unemployed today. How am I going to eat? Where's my Where's my dinner coming from tonight? So, but that's been a mantra for 20 years. And, you know, we last, you know, 2021, we sold a house a day. So, um, oh, you know, we, uh, yeah.
1: That's very uh, good. That is, that's wonderful. So uh, what are you teaching your agents on your team right now? Um, how to, how are you teaching them to farm and to be sticky? Um, and at the end of, we're, we're recording this at the uh, the 20th of October, 2023. So what are you doing to teach them how to be sticky now?
0: So uh, my thing is uh number one this is not the time to try new crazy things it's the thing it's the time to double down uh, and and do the things that you know uh, actually we did this little um mastermind in the office last night for the for the for Hill William's flagship and uh, I did I, I told an analogy about Navy football. I said, you know, every Navy, every Navy football player is 50 pounds lighter than than the team they play. And they yet yeah, they compete week after week. And you go, well, how's that? And they run the exact same play. They one run play. And the other team knows that they're going to run this one play. But they do it so well. They say, we dare you to stop it. We're only going to run this play, but we're going to do it so much better than you. Because you're practicing to defend it for a week. And we've been practicing it for 30 years. Mm. So... So that's what I tell our folks. I said, look, whatever you're good at, if it's open houses, if it's church, if it's uh calling your friends, if it's getting a deal out of a deal, whatever you're doing to, to generate business, double down on that and, and and be laser focused and and really um I'm a big believer that, you know, there's lots of like I call it unicorns. Like we all go to the conferences, right? And we see the guy that's standing up on the stage and he talks about he blocks four hours a day and he does this and that and you walk out of there and you feel terrible so yes he did 500 transactions but he's a unicorn he's literally there's three people in the country that are doing that so what about yeah. the rest of us how do the rest of us function in the parameters of, of the real world and so i said look right now like turn the tv off and for most agents if you could do a deal a month you could pay your bills and be okay mm-hmm. i said so just focus today like don't tell me for one second that if you prospect for the next 30 days, you can't find one person who needs to buy or sell. I've been a part of 3,000 real estate transactions in my career, and not one time has anybody ever said to me, even in this environment, that the reason I'm buying or selling a house is because of the, of the interest rates. Oh, okay. So so I think there's there's still plenty of opportunity there. So you got to find the motivated people. And then the other thing that I think we make this huge mistake, we make interest rates. We we sort of set up these roadblocks and give people reasons why they can't buy. We need to explain to them how they can buy.
1: Exactly. And how it
0: makes sense. And there's a big argument. Um, Another little talking point I have right now. So um, the market is up 6% in Anne Arundel County this year. And the average sales price is $500,000. So this year, if you'd have bought a house a year ago, you're up $30,000 right now. The difference in interest rates in that year, you're probably paying $1,000 more a month. So that's $12,000. So even in this environment, if you bought a house a year ago, you're $18,000 to the good.
1: Exactly. I, I try to explain that to people when they're making contracts and they want to bid over, oh, I don't want to go over asking prices. What's happening in two thousand and eight? It's going to happen again. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about 2008 and explain what happened back then. And it was not a supply and demand market. Now we're in a supply and demand market. We have new housing formations, families that are starting and they're displaced at this very moment. They're living with other family members because they can't find housing. That's not the problem we had in 2008. It's completely different. We have people and not enough inventory. It's completely different. Our, if we look at the values, the values are going to go up between minimally 3 to 5%, depending, at least here in Maryland, depending upon the area and in Rondo County and, and what's going on in our county, because I'm in that county too, a little bit different. It's increasing a little bit better, which is even great. But if we just look and say that this home that you're going to buy is going to be worth this, and let's do one on 3%, just to be on the cautious side. If we're looking, saying it's going to be worth this in the next 12 months, are you willing to use those funds? Those those funds that are going to come in the next 12 months, are you going to use that to pay the difference? That's not what happened in 20 and 2008. So it's about, like you said, having those conversations and knowing what that what these conversations need to be, and knowing the statistics of what's going on, what's been going on, what's going on now, and where the future. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with interest rates but we can see where appreciation is going pretty consistently
0: right and there's no uh again i don't profess for a second to be the smartest uh uh prognosticator for this but uh, there's no there's nothing on the horizon that's going to change the inventory uh problem that we have and that's that's the key to all of it so yep. you know yep. if the market and um we have a little radio show and uh, my uh, my co-host, um, he put this really well when, because he said, well, you know, how do you explain this market? Because, you know, it's sort of, I mean, there's a lot of people getting out of the business and a lot of weird things happening and the units are down so much, but prices are going up. It just doesn't, it's incongruent with how we typically think. And he explained it in a really concise way. I thought he said, so in 2021 we had 120 buyers for a hundred houses so that's the, the tension that you have. You know, you've got a supply and demand situation. Now we have 60 buyers for 50 houses. So the stress, the tension is the same, but the volume, the opportunities are far smaller. Yes. So even though we have a lot fewer buyers who are participating in this market, the sellers are also caught in this log jam. And so, um, and, and. So for anybody, I mean, again, you don't have to be real hard, real smart to to think that uh, in a year, whenever the rates do start to come down, that all of these people that uh, that haven't found a house and rents are just as bad. The rental market is just as tight and the prices are just as high. So that's not the answer right now. And and people tend to forget that a big portion of your of your mortgage payment is rent.
1: Mm-hmm
0: because you're paying the rent no matter what. And then yeah. the other thing that I think is a, is a great talking point for now, uh, when rates were so low, two and a half, three 3%, you almost lost the conversation of mortgage interest deduction.
1: It's mm-hmm. well,
0: yes. a real fact. No.
1: Oh, definitely. Oh. I mean, if
0: you make $150,000 a year and you got a $4,000 payment, you know, you're getting a significant, significant tax break at the end of the year that you weren't getting a couple of years ago. That would be
1: extremely- factor that
0: in with the appreciation and the opportunity to refinance and not have to compete and not have to pay the crazy prices that are surely going to follow when the inventory doesn't change. Mm.
1: I, Makes I, a lot I try of sense. Explain that to people. I said, when the market opens up and the rates do come down, it's going to flood. And then mm-hmm. people are going to be wanting to refinance. People have been in this process the last two years that the rates have been higher. And then you have the regular old people that are still looking these, these, I think it's eight, I think it was eight million new households that have formed that are living with other family members. Yeah. They're going to be flooding the market. The values are still going to be increasing because it's still a shortage. It is just going, it's it, I don't say that this is a very pretty time in our marketplace, but that knowing that it's coming and there's nothing that we can do besides try to educate people. It's a little, it's not going to be pretty. (laughs) It's not going to be pretty when it happens. And then people are, Oh, I don't get a phone call back. I don't get this. I don't get that. Oh God, I missed this rate. It dropped, you know, this, you know, a half a half a quarter or, you know, a half a percentage rate today and it drops right back up because it's always moving. I just get so nervous for people that when they try to time the market, um, I don't see it as well. A, the best
0: it. time to buy real estate is always five years ago. <laughs> Most definitely. I was talking to a really smart uh stock guy a few, I don't know, maybe six months ago in an airport. And um, you know, and he was, you know, talking about, you know, where things were heading. And, you know, he was puffing his chest out a little bit. And I said, Well, let me ask you a question. Can you know, do you know anybody that bought a house 20 years ago that regrets it? Hmm. You know, anybody that, you know, 20 years ago, their house is upside down. No, it doesn't happen, especially here. You know, um, it's interesting because my um, I get to see two very distinct markets um, in Florida. Seventy uh, percent of the transactions in, in my county are cash. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because there are mega rich. There's a there's a street 10 minutes from me. that's seven or eight miles long. It's on the Gulf and every house on it for seven miles would be the most expensive house in Anne Arundel County. So there's 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 stretches of that, but then there's also tons of Rust Belt, uh, lots of uh, folks that retire in Pennsylvania and Ohio and and plenty of Maryland New Yorkers. And those are not rich people, but they lived in their house for 30, 35 years. They sold it and they made $350,000, 400000 and they come down with that 350000 $400,000 and they buy what they can
1: mm-hmm. in Florida.
0: But the result is there's very, the the market is not interest rate driven like it is here. Uh, mm. And because you don't have appraisals and you don't have the lending process, the price has doubled since 2019
1: where I am. Holy cow.
0: So, uh, and now uh, we're experiencing something similar. The Im- they have more inventory, um, but sales have slowed a little bit. And, you know, so you said, well, that's interesting because you would think with them not being, interest rate driven. And really like, this is the ideal, like if you were selling here and and paying cash in Florida, mm-hmm. it's the ideal time to sell. Mm. If, even if you were paying cash here, you know, but for people that are are, are thinking of, of retiring and going someplace that's maybe a little more tax friendly or warm, whatever it is, um, this is a great opportunity because you're still going to get a great price for your house and you don't have to become a buyer at 8%. Oh yeah. So and it's funny that it's not really translating that way. Um, but what there's a few things happening there. Number one, we had that super overheated market where it got to the point where even for the retirees from you know, it's got too expensive.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, because their houses are appreciating three or four percent and they're appreciating twenty percent in Florida. You know, for it to double in three years, wow, four years, you know, you're talking twenty-five-thirty percent appreciation. So that, and then on top of that, um, insurance has gotten to be um, really, really uh, tricky in I Florida heard. with the hurricanes, and uh, mm-hmm. they had a the condo collapse a couple of years ago. Um, it's kind of converged to to make that that the uh, market a little interesting, so. Yeah,
1: I bet, I bet it is. I have a family member that lives down there and and they share what's going on um, in their Mm -hmm. market. I always think it's interesting to see how the markets differ from um, state to state. My company's headquarters is in Tennessee. Uh, They're in a buyer's market right now, not a seller's market. So, um, I mean, a completely different market. And not just a little bit but but pretty aggressively and just to realize that in different states at different times, even sometimes in different counties, the market can be so different. I'm very intrigued by that and and you just wonder like is it going to be a month, a year, six months to it till it comes to the east Coast is it or is could um, it going to be not related at all?
0: I should I should give him a uh, I guess I'm gonna have to give him a royalty because I'm going to mention him again, but my uh, radio host um, he loves to say that um, real estate is hyper local.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so and so you think about uh so in maryland we have so much government employment Mm -hmm. it makes for boring real estate so (laughs) nobody you know we're never going to get crazy appreciation and we don't have um you know we don't have 10 20 million dollar houses because we have you know we have working rich people here you know we don't have have generational wealthy people that decide they're going to stay in maryland for the most part so you have um a really steady uh, economy in general, and a really steady real estate market where, you know, there's always people moving in and out, especially with the, you know, when you have a election year and the, and the change. And so there's just always, but at the same time, you don't have to worry about foreclosures, you know, cause people aren't in this environment, you know, lots of people worry about losing their jobs. Uh, nobody's losing their job with the government. So, you know, we have that steady. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing that um, is interesting like, so in Florida, Um, There's a neighborhood five minutes from me that is going to be 20,000 homes. I mean, that's like, I mean, that would, that would, it's like doubling the size of Ann County. I mean, it's crazy. It's going to be, but they have, there's so much land that, you know, in a certain degree, it scares me prices wise because, um, Maryland, you know, we're built. Everything (laughs) here is,
1: we don't have much land.
0: Right. So that's, that's the protection we have, uh, from values because, you know, they're not building any, they're not making any more of it. So as you get to Florida, Texas, Arizona, these big states, you know, then, you know, you go two more miles out when you fill up and there's another dirt field, you know, for 10 miles and you fill it up.
1: I wouldn't have guessed there's empty land in Florida since it's so small. I would just think that it was taken. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Texas is definitely a a different conversation. Uh, uh, One question is, would you, you're welcome to plug the radio show if you would like If You want to share with us? Thank
0: you. Yep. Um we do a little 30-minute show on WNAV, uh 1430 AM 999 FM at 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings, keeping it real estate. Um uh, it's uh it's it's fun. There's three of us and uh, we've been friends since high school and uh we're all we all work together. Um and uh, so we've got great chemistry and uh we all bring kind of an interesting perspective to the to the show and to the business and uh it's good.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll be listening tomorrow. I'm. I'm, Thanks. I'm, I'm that posting. helps keep
0: me sharp on my numbers, too. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Um, I love that. I, I do have a, a question for you with you and your team. Uh, are there any skill sets that you're working on right now during this, the end of 2023, as you prepare for 2024? Uh, is there any skill sets that you all are working on at this time? This
0: time. Yeah, I mean we're really, like I said, we're being laser focused on the things that we know work. So um that's like diving into your database, uh, open houses, open houses um have always been a really effective way to 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 meet buyers, but um I think it goes deeper than that. I think and especially in this market, open houses are great because uh buyers they got better things to do. You know, if if a buyer is out on a Saturday, Right now with 8% interest rates, they're serious. They need to buy a house. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. having much better conversion rates at open houses than we than we typically have because I think it's um, you know, this is it's time to be serious about it. And mm-hmm. uh, so um we've been focusing on open houses and really like just making sure that we are um uh, touching our database and and staying in touch and and really uh you know, there's there's times like um you know the the old sales closing, the uh, always be closing. You know, that's the low hanging fruit thing. When things are great, and somebody calls off a sign and they ask you, you know, how much is the house listed for? And, and you're busy and you don't have time to deal with it. You go, oh, it's three hundred fifty thousand dollars. They go, okay, thanks, click. Well, now this is an opportunity to say, house is listed for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Is that in your budget? Or is that what you were expecting?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a conversation. That's an opportunity to convert those people. So my My mantra, what we've really been preaching here. Again, I don't want to like, there's lots of, there's people out there grasping and, 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 you know, you go on the, on Facebook right now and there's, there's 50, maybe a thousand real estate help groups. You could, you could have 50 ideas. Your head could spin in 10 minutes. And, you know, there's a time for, for all of that. And that when when things, in 2021, we tried lots of things because, you know, the coffers were full and, um, you know, I thought it was a really good time to, to try some things out to see, you know, so when things do get weird, you can find out what works and what doesn't work. And, mm. you know, now it's not the time to experiment. You know, it's get real lean with your budget, um, you know, watch all of your expenses, um, get as much as lean. And then, uh, but what I found like the previous two times, you survive this, you get lean and mean and you learn how to prospect and you learn how to protect your business in this market, then it's so easy. Like my best year was the year after my worst year when everybody else was terrible and everybody else got out of the business. Then I started getting uh, second chance listings, you know, when people decided that cousin Eddie couldn't really sell the house. <laughs> and um, and then all the things that you do, like right now, like um, mailing, uh, we do lots of mailings. We do lots of um, touches to try to um, get new listings, especially in, in areas that we, we've we uh, done really well in. And, you know, I remind my staff all the time. I say, you know, you can't be disappointed. You know, there's just literally, like, we have 20% of the, so we're down 80% of the inventory that we need to have a healthy market. So it's not like there's there's no one out there. If there was somebody out there who was just couldn't, couldn't, Sign up the listings fast enough, then you know I'd say, okay, we need to figure out what what that. But there is there's no magic pill, so mm-hmm. you have to adapt to to the reality of what we're in right now. And so all the mailings, all the things we do, I said we're going to get really good at it, and we're gonna we're gonna find the language, we're gonna find, we're gonna play with the formula, who we're mailing to, the quantities, all of that, so that if we can get a two or three percent response now, when the market changes and the inventory gets a little looser and that becomes a 10% return
1: mm-hmm. rate
0: from the same letter. So that's that's where the magic happens.
1: Absolutely. We are just, I found a um, 30 day, actually he did it, Jimmy Burgess did it, it was a 90 day unsolicited VOCMA um, challenge. And mm-hmm. he increased his volume by $11 million by doing wow. this 90 day, he ended up doing it 78 of the 90 days unsolicited, it just, just to his past database, nobody that's settled in the last twenty-four months. Just went back, and it's a little video. I'll send it to you when we get off here. Sure, that'd be great. Was interested in it at all? Definitely. Um, but we were doing it and just saying, let's see what happens in thirty days. Can it fill your pipeline going into twenty twenty-four? Is where my head was. We know that inventory is lacking. What can we do to try to get more inventory? So I was, you know, going on YouTube finding some things, right. and I'm like, this is, this is, wow why are more people doing this? Like, is his numbers really off? Is 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 it not there? Or is people just don't like this idea? It's not sexy and, uh, to do. So I'm like, it takes less than 15 minutes a day to do one. So I just thought I'll send it to you to see what your team thinks That'd about it. I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so my other question is, I love asking this question. Uh, what is your real estate superpower? I feel like everybody has one.
0: Uh, i would say um as a team leader it's creating culture mm. uh, we have really good culture and uh i'm a really um i uh, don't i can't really say this um but i'm i'm am I'm a good i understand people at a, at a really high level and uh i'm an effective communicator and i uh, worked really hard to create an environment and real very very protective of that uh the culture that we've created in our team, and uh, you know, we've ended up. Uh, we've. I know a lot of teams have high turnover, and and uh, it's a it's a revolving door. And you know, I'm proud to say that we've we've avoided that for the most part. So we keep our agents for a long time, and and uh, you know, constantly evolving a value proposition um, that that grows with the agent, so that there's a there's a place for them as their business grows and as their needs change. I want to be the. I want to make sure that we continue to be a resource for them um, as an agent i would say my superpower is uh, uh uh i guess my um i'm i'm not phased by much of anything i i uh, i sort of thrive in chaos and uh, my uh uh business manager uh is also our uh was our listing coordinator for a long time and he would go on on appointments and that's what he would always say that you know i've i've been in, he'd been in real estate he has been in real estate for 40 years off and on and he said i've seen Lots of agents and, you know, we do all of the marketing, all the things like at a much higher level than most people, but that's not really our superpower. Our superpower is, you know, when the, when the proverbial S hits the fan, you know, that's the guy you want in your corner.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that's, that's, you know, I think, um, and then I think that translates to, to my, to our agents. And again, what I like to say is like, so if the average agent has done three transactions a year, I would say, well, be careful when you talk to an agent who says, well, I've been in the business for 30 years, but if they've done three transactions, you know, it's, do they really have a grasp on what the market that we're in now? Very true. And so, but as you take our group, you know, I've been a part of a thousand years worth of real estate transactions.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. So there's very little that is gonna come Agent. to me that I haven't seen that we haven't handled, and then our agents can operate with a certain amount of confidence. That again, if they come, like right now, one of our agents has this uh, a contract that I haven't even really fully reviewed, but it's 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 an odd one. It's a it's structured funny and it's owner financing and and paid a couple of different ways and a couple and I've already made a list of questions that. You know, I, I bet the agent hasn't even thought of, Yeah. Um, but I've been through it. And so there's a lot of, I mean, the agent that, that when he got the offer, he's like, this thing's in German to me. He's like, I don't even understand. It. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think um, the fact that I've seen a lot and, uh, and uh, you know, I've negotiated and, and handled and I try really hard. I have a really good reputation in the business because uh, there's a lot of agents who might get their client what they want. But it's scorched earth. And then, you know, you don't want to see their name as an agent. And half the time their clients aren't happy with them. And so I try really, really hard to create a win-win. And I love it when the seller and buyer can both be in the same room. It's really, it should be a happy experience. It should be a happy moment. And for most sellers, you know, they have good memories in the house and they love the house. And they would, you know, as much as they want the money, they would also love to know that, you know, that there's good energy going into the house that they raise their kids in, whatever. So um, I, I tried really hard to create that environment, and and, uh, uh, and we've been, I mean, really lucky. I mean, ninety percent of our business, and again, we were the top team in, in Anne Arundel County last year, um, is is sphere of influence and referral based. So mm-hmm. I love that. all of our agents have been uh, taught to take really good care of their people.
1: Thank you, Jim. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing with Thanks the for community. Me absolutely um would you it, now if there's agents that are on here that would like to know more about that how your team functions the inner workings how can they reach out to you to find out about you and your team
0: yes um i'm i'm happy to talk to anybody i've been very fortunate in this business and uh you know so anytime i have an opportunity to share my knowledge and and help another fellow agent out you know i um I practice what I preach on that. So, um, but you can call me at 301 928 4246. That's my direct line. Uh, or shoot me an email at jimshaker at gmail.com. J I M S C H A E C H E R at gmail.com.
1: Thank you so much for coming on today, uh, Jim. I'm so appreciative of you. And I appreciate um, the opportunity. Absolutely. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out.